Hey, what's going on? It's Adrian. Before we get into today's episode of Adrian Has Issues, let me ask you a quick question, and it should be like a total no-brainer. How would you like to win two three-day passes to near Comic-Con this fall? You're probably asking yourself, dude, who do I have to kill? The beauty of this is there's no unspeakable acts that you need to perform. All you gotta do is listen to this podcast and maybe a few others for some extra entries. This is all part of Pete's Basement's comic book podcast scavenger hunt. Stick around for details after the ending theme because I'll give you all the details. See that? You get another great episode of Adrian Has Issues, plus a fun bonus post credit scene where you get to win some free stuff. How's that for fan service? Alright, I'm done talking you off for now, or at least until the uh, episode starts proper, but enjoy the show! What? You like comic books? Yeah. Do, do you like Do you like movies? Yes. What about What about TV show that's kind of like about comic books? Of course. What about, What about gladiator movies? Awesome. Yeah. What? Like pictures of men with their shirts off? Uh, no. Listen to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, John, and Gabe. Listen to my daddy's show called Thinking Outside. The Gun Box. Hey, this is Brad Geiger from Evil Incorporated, and when I'm not spreading terror into the hearts of good people everywhere, I'm listening to Adrian Has Issues, one of my favorite podcasts. Take it away, Adrian. And welcome to Adrian Has Issues. I'm Adrian, and I am back here at Eastside Mags. Pretty much, I live here, so thankfully, uh, the owner Jeff has not kicked me out. Matter of fact, he actually left the store, so we're just kind of hanging out now. So, today's guest, who decided to come in a little bit early to chat with me, an awesome letterer, graphic artist, who actually got a lot of a uh, lot of talk up from your buddy uh, Mario Candelari, who's also on the show. He wouldn't shut up about you like near the end there. So everything he said is a lie. <laughs> Well, lie or not, he was like, you got to have him on. But ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Esposito. Taylor, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? All right. So it's it's no secret uh, you're in currently promoting a book or actually a Kickstarter for a book called Strange Wit. Mm-hmm. Give people a taste about what Strange Wit is about. Strange Wit started when the writer, Katie, came up to me and said, I had this crazy idea for a book and I want to do it. And I'm like, okay, what is it? It's like this marginalized writer from the 30s and 40s who uh, wrote like one book. And she was a genius and everyone loved her, but she never did anything with it. And it's like, okay. And, it's like, and she had a crazy life. I was like, okay. And I wanted to do this. Like, All right, fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. 
So I helped her get everything together. We like scouted artists. We ended up finding like 11 artists, uh, one for the main story, which is the narrative of her life and the other 10 adapting shorts of her work. And it just spiraled out of control really quickly. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I'm a little just, frightened now. No, no, it's, it's just awesome. But it's like, you know, like I'm basically letterer production and to an extent project management with it as far as like making everything is running smoothly for Katie. She's, okay. she's doing all the business end, hiring people, writing, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like keeping everything from getting lost and basically keep, keeping myself from getting a headache later on. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, you're kind of also like the organizer. Somewhat, yeah, at least on, on the file end. <laughs> but that's pretty cool, though, because you know what, though? I mean, I've talked to a lot of artists. I've talked to a lot of writers. Lately, i talked to a few more publishers. So it's really cool on that end from people who are more of like on the managerial side of things because it's like, okay, we know how comics are drawn and how they're written. But at the end of the day, someone still has to kind of be the ringleader and just sort of keep everything smoothly. So I'd imagine that's kind of a challenge because there's so many people working on this project at once. Um, yes and no. I mean, we're still... You know, in the early days where no, nothing's come in all at once yet. So it's kind of just like, you know, Josh will be here later today, is finished his pages. So I got him. I set him up for everybody. Uh, I, I set up our workflow and everything. So it's not too bad right now. It's just kind of like as it comes. But at some point, you know, everyone's going to be like, well, I, all f I finished my pages today. So did I. So did I. Boom. Here's 57 pages. <laughs> So then what does that entail? So now you then have to just what, like, do you now also figure out the order of how the pages or which story comes first or how does that all get determined? Well, we already have everything figured out. Like, okay. Katie planned everything out ahead of time. It's going to be a chapter and a short chapter and a short. And each short is thematically related to the chapter it's attached to. Right. So, you know, she gave me the list, like, this is who's working on what, this is what chapter's what. I was like, okay, cool. So I set up um, the workflow for us where it's like... Each chapter is laid out, and then each story has a number next to it. And I just tell everyone, just drop your files in. I'll set them up ready so we can get to the colorist, and I can work on them at the same time. And everything's one, two, three. So basically, it's just a matter of going to a folder, picking it out, and it's done. So when it, by the time I'm all done, I can just have individual PDFs set up, put them together, and just send them to a printer and not have to go crazy. That sounds scary because I'm even thinking about it now and I'm like, that, I, I, the, the book would be such a jumbled mess if left to me. So you know what? At the end of the day, I commend you. If I were wearing well, a hat, I would tip it to you. <laughs> this is after maybe like a whole week of me going back and forth. Or, All right, so what are we doing? This is this, isn't that? Like, right, this is what we're going to do just so I don't go crazy later. I'm going to go crazy now. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it just kind of worked out. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, your wife is here, and she's also laughing, too. So I'd imagine that she also had to deal with a lot of that. Because it's like, I imagine it's like any other room, just you doing a lot of grumbling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I gotta hope I get this all together. Oh, yeah. Me, I'm going. I'm on calls with uh, Katie and everything. And Nicole's just downstairs hanging out with the dog. I'm like, yeah, I, I wish I was doing that. <laughs> Not that I hate doing this, but no, I sometimes know, I but, need a break. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, though, because comic book creators, it's a nonstop process. Like, it really does seem like one of those things that, I mean, you really have to love it to do it because there's so many things involved. So, I mean, look, even if you love your job, I'm sure there's times where, you know, you're saying to yourself, all right, maybe it, it, it hopefully dies down just a little bit. Well, yes and no. I mean, I like the breaks, but then I'm not getting paid during those breaks. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to take too many breaks. Let's put it that way. So one thing that we talked about when Al Mario was on the show is the importance of letters and how like it felt that maybe in terms of the industry, unfortunately, maybe the people don't really look at them the same way as they do like an artist or a writer. 
So has that, you know, have you then found that a little bit difficult in terms of getting yourself out there in terms of just as far as lettering? Uh, yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the letterer is not as important as the writer and the artist. Let's facts facts. You know, like they're the ones coming up with the story. I'm just finishing it up. That said, though, like, can't read comics without lettering. All those, you know, minor details, which, while some may say not important, really is all part of the package. Like, you can't really have a comic without them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying I deserve top billing, but acknowledge that we are there. Like, it's not just Magic Elves, as much as everyone thinks it is sometimes. It's not Magic Elves doing all the work. Like, a lot of letterers are, you know, working book a day, two books a day. It, it takes a long time, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes it's just it's nice to just have the recognition. Like, I'm not saying we need royalties or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey, guys, we're still here. We're part of the team. <laughs> just, just call us part of the team. That's all. So speaking about your designs, though, you actually have your own company. What is it? Uh, Ghost Glyph Studios, correct? Yes. So um, how did that get formed? Um, I need a new job when DC went to Burbank, and I decided to stay. So <laughs> I started my own studio. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. It's like, oh, and that's how that happened. So. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty straightforward. I mean, I had been freelancing before my time at DC, but, you know, just on, like, small scale. But then by the time DC was leaving, I was like, well, I really don't want to go back to an office 9-to-5 job. Right. But I didn't think I was going to get enough work just being me so i decided to you know start a studio try to get more clientele branch out a little bit beyond comics because as much as i love comics can't do it all the time and you know sometimes it doesn't pay as well as it should so you know i do a little bit of everything do comics do design work do brochures invitations whatever most of that stuff though i leave to my wife she's the <laughs> she's the the non-comic stuff so I'm like, hey, you do it you do it i don't want to do it <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we we split up the work but you know, most of the time I'm busy with the comic stuff, so she right. does handle it. So that's it. really cool that it's actually more of a partnership than, than just, you know, you having to deal with that. That's pretty cool. Well, it's my studio. She she just works. <laughs> oh, I'm about to hand her she, the mic. Hold on. This, 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 this is getting a little serious. She's got a look on her face right now. It's like, hold on. Would you like, would you like to offer a rebuttal? He's got a lot to say until he needs help with a logo. <laughs> <laughs> way to go like i'm here to interview you and of course i'm causing marital strife no no which sounds about right for my show so <laughs> so in addition to strange with the um what other projects are you working on anything else you can tease in the future or? um let's see what am i working on what am i working on i'm still doing a couple books for xenoscope um so i'm still working on grim fairy tales and I think we have like two more issues of uh, Oz, Reign of the White Queen. What else? I've got Gamer Girl and Vixen, which is another book that was recently kickstarted. Which that one, I just saw the uh, the Kickstarter for that. That looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a great book. It's um, I love it because it's a little more you know fun. It, it it's not as doom and gloom. I think the worst thing that happens in it is theft, <laughs> <laughs> and you know the girls steal each other's hearts. But ah, uh -huh. um, I mean, what else am I working on? A couple other things I can't quite uh, talk about yet because. You know, the oh, well, George Washington here says otherwise. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, that's just a quarter. Oh, well, <laughs> I never said exactly what currency it was. <laughs> Look, I haven't got paid yet. I'm broke. <laughs> oh, man. So that, that is fantastic. So actually, before we even go, um, we should probably tell everybody where they can actually, you know, check out Kickstarter and check out your work as well. Okay, well, the Kickstarter, you can go to kickstarter.com and just search for Strange Wit. It'll pop up. Uh, I believe we are just past $9,000. We're trying to reach a $12,000 total. And we've got like, I want to say about eight days left. So please pledge and uh, spread the word. We need all the support we can get. And then as far as me, you can find me at www.ghostglyphstudios.com or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ghostglyphstudios or on Twitter at ghostglyphs. 
And if you just want to yell at me, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Espo and just yell at me. It's okay. <laughs> Which is funny. I feel like you should have yelled at me because you had come into the store a couple of weeks ago and you had stopped by. And it's funny, this entire time, I didn't realize we followed each other. And it's like, I actually heard your um, episode of Comical Podcast and it's so sad. I'm like, oh, hey, you want to like um, come on the show or whatever? And it's like, wait a minute. We already follow each other. How did that happen? I felt like such a jerk. It happens. You know how many people you follow sometimes just like, wait a minute, I'm following you? I thought I wasn't. And then sometimes like, I, you know, you see someone get retweeted so often, you're like, I thought I was already following you and I'm not. It's not like one of those people that you like, unfortunately get followed by and then you never hear from them again. And you start wondering, did that ever happen? But no, you were constantly tweeting and like, I think we even interacted a few times. And I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm the total idiot. No, not at all. <laughs> Although people might wonder why I'm tweeting so much. Don't worry, I'm doing both. I can multitask. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that because there are some guys, and I'm not going to name names, but I mean, they'll probably know who they are, though. It's like I think in and of myself, if I start tweeting, nothing else is happening because I'm so fixated on that freaking like feed. But then I see like a lot of comic book artists and writers, they're you know constantly got material out, and I'm like. I wish I had that level of discipline where I could crank out a book like on time as well as tweet incessantly because that that's a skill. Well, it's more just a desperation to get the next one out and not be labeled the uh, you know slacker in the words of Principal Strickland. <laughs> Yes, that's a Back to the Future reference. Nice. I was actually watching Back to the Future last night and had to. I got into a debate with my girlfriend about which one was better, two or three. And I think it might have caused a rift in our relationship. You know, when I was a kid, I said two. Now I say three. Oh, see, what is? It's like I don't know anybody anymore because again, two was great, and now people are gravitating towards three. Is there something I'm missing out on? I don't know. I mean, I liked two when I was a kid because like, oh, it's the future, there's hoverboards and stuff. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, but three's got the old west, and that's kind of cool, and you know, trains. <laughs> yeah like, now, now i'm gonna have to like watch this movie and i'm almost afraid to watch three again because i feel like if i actually do i'm gonna now feel like it's a better movie and i don't want to because i've been so staunch in my pro back to the future 2 beliefs that <laughs> i mean i'm i'm also the guy who this is probably gonna cause some trouble when uh when the star wars conversation comes out i go i like jedi luke is a badass um you know he finally fights vader and wins the emperor shows up like it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. It does have a lot of cool stuff, but it's also like this, there's a weird tonal shift in that movie because it's like it cuts to all this really dramatic stuff with Luke where you're not really sure what's going to happen to him because you can still easily turn to the dark side. And then it cuts to teddy bears getting shot at. Yeah, I mean, we were watching them recently and I was like, yeah, I can see the arguments. And, you know, watching it, Empire is definitely a better film. But I'm like, eh, I like Luke. He's cool. Finally. Yeah, because, I mean, after two movies of just terrible whining, like, you finally get a, a Luke Skywalker worthy of just being awesome. Like, he shows up, he chokes out a warthog, <laughs> you know, and he's, like, threatening, which I thought was against the Jedi Code, by the way, because he's basically threatening to kill Jabba, like, every five seconds. Let's be honest, he didn't know what he was doing up until that point. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to wear this black outfit, wear these robes, they got to they gotta assume I'm a Jedi. <laughs> so it's funny you talk Star Wars though because yesterday was just Force Friday because prior to this you know we were just talking a little bit briefly about like the BBA figure have you gone out and bought anything or you're you stayed home Force Friday was spent forcing myself in front of the computer working <laughs> <laughs> can we make that a thing with like comic book creators and have like every Friday be Force Friday it's like I gotta force myself to finish this work like I have no time for toys stop whipping me <laughs> Oh, man, there we go. I've already ruined a relationship, talked Star Wars. So before we go, I would like, always like to ask this question to people. 
what was kind of like the your gateway comic? Like, what was the first thing that you read that basically said, like, I need to do this for the rest of my life? I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, like, I didn't have my own comics, but my uncle and my cousins had their own. Like, you know, I'd go to my uncle's house. He, he used to have stacks and stacks of books. He had, like, all the Marvel handbooks. He had, like, every major book that had come out of time. You know, he had Aquaman losing a hand. He had Jason Chad, Death Issue, all that stuff. Oh, wow. So, you know, I used to, like, go over to this place and read everything. The first book I can remember buying myself, because, you know, I had stuff that was hand-me-downs, but the first book I can remember yeah. buying myself is probably Death of Superman. And then, like, I spent, like, the next three years collecting Superman nonstop before I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, as a collector, that's probably one of, like, the hardest times of the year because there were so many books coming out of that storyline. Well, that's the thing. It was, like, four, four weeks in a row. Like, every week, you know, another book coming out. It was just, like... At a certain point, I think I missed one. I was just like, all right, I'm done. I, I can't. If I can't find it, I don't care anymore. This has been a lot of fun. Taylor, thanks for showing up. And, of course, now that we have a guest, like, I feel bad. I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to now wrap up the show and see you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hope you don't mind, though. But you've already run down all the information. So <laughs> thanks a lot. And this is Adrian, again, at Eastside Max. Check out Strange Wit. Support the Kickstarter. And just support indie comics in general. These guys need your help. Woo! And that, I, wow, that sounded bad. Like, they need your help. Like, they're dying. Like, no, this isn't like a telethon. They're not starving, but maybe they are. Um, here comes Sally Struthers to uh, yeah. Get, yeah. get us to get you to support indie comics. <laughs> we'll see you next issue. Thanks, man. Welcome to Adrian Has Issues post-credits bonus. And as I promised, at the end of the episode, I tell you how you could win two free passes to New York Comic Con. That's two three-day passes to New York Comic Con. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, the three-day passes, you can get those easily. Um, I don't know if you checked the websites. Everything, I think, with the exception of Thursday, is sold out. Yeah, they got sold the hell out almost within minutes of uh, being on sale a couple months ago. So believe me, this is a hot ticket. These, this is crazy. They're kind of like blood diamonds right now. They're very sought out for, but of course, you need to know how it is you can get a hold of these or how you can actually enter to win the contest. So how does this work exactly? All right, I'm about to tell you. I'm taking part in Pete's Basement's comic book podcast scavenger hunt. The way it works is I'm gonna give you a trivia question. Once I give you the trivia question, you then go to Pete'sBasement.com slash NYCC underscore giveaway. That's Pete'sBasement.com slash NYCC giveaway and fill in your answer on the entry form. If you're correct, that gets you five entries to win tickets. On the form, you'll see links to all the other podcasts that are participating in this contest. So click the links, listen to those podcasts, and find out another trivia question that are worth five more entries to win the New York Comic Con tickets. The contest itself is over on September 17th. No purchase necessary. Terms and conditions apply. And um, you can always go to Pete'sBasement.com for details. See, it's pretty easy, right? That That's pretty awesome. I mean, you really don't even have to do much. Most times you got to go on eBay, 
and even there, tickets are probably expensive. You might have to like loan shark and then break your leg. So then you have to possibly go to New York Comic Con mortally wounded. But see, this is pretty easy. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to give you your trivia question. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. Huge fan of Moon Knight. Absolutely love him. Which Marvel comic book did Moon Knight first appear in? And okay, just so you know, don't yell that out at, uh, at your phone or your computer because that's not going to get you in. Like I said, go to Pete'sBasement.com slash NYCC underscore giveaway and fill out the answer in the entry form there. And that'll get you five entries into this contest. And also go check out the other podcast. Listen to theirs. They're all amazing. Listen to them. Answer those questions. And if you're correct on those, that gives you even more entries. That question again is, which Marvel comic book did Moon Knight first appear in? You got that? Awesome. So I've already given you the directions. If you have any uh, issues, go to... <laughs> if you have any issues, that's pretty awesome. Go to Pete'sBasement.com for more details. And there you have it. And good luck. And whoever's listening, I hope you win. And I hope you have a great time. Because again, these tickets are very hard to find. They're hard to get a hold of. So answer those questions, get those entries, and get to the show. <laughs>